Turn with me quickly to Mark chapter 10, verse number 46. God bless you. And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the wayside begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still. Amen. It's good when you can get the Lord to stand still. Just out of sheer desperation in our cry to him, we can get God to stand still for us. You believe that? He hears our cry, our desperate cries to him. He stood still and commanded him to be called, and they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good cheer, be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto, them, what, unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Let's pray one more time for the word that we'll receive the word of God. God, we love you. I pray, Lord, that you would speak to us tonight. Use me, O God. Hallelujah, we are nothing without you. God, we need your touch, for you are great and greatly to be praised. Your word is powerful, O Lord. Hallelujah. Let it do its work in our hearts and in our lives. We love you, God. We glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. You may be seated. The world lies in a state of hopelessness, helplessness, and worthlessness. Three enemies of the soul that the devil tries to bring into the lives and the hearts of this world of being hopeless, helpless, and worthless. He's done a pretty good job at it. Amen. But thank God for the church. We live in a world that has gone mad. Amen. This virus, recent virus, has kind of made all of us to just pause and think and to realize that, you know, man, this is just crazy. And my wife sent me this uh, thing on the sneaky enemy called the Corona virus. <laughs> this Corona, how do you say that? Corona virus, Corona virus, is the strangest virus I have ever heard of. It's very dangerous the way it spreads. It is so mysterious the way it lurks in schools but then it dies at Home Depot. It can wreak havoc in churches. Praying people are exceptionally vulnerable. You can stand to watch a marathon or a concert, and it triggers its wrath. 
it is sneaky. It can spread when buying clothes at Kohl's, but not at Target. It's non-alcoholic. It can't spread when you're buying beer. It lives for two days on Amazon packages, so you must wait 48 hours to touch them. But you can survive on Dunkin' Donuts coffee cups where the virus doesn't. So enjoy a hot cup of Joe for safety. It is the most curious thing how it lives on baseballs, baseball bats, basketballs, ballet bars, but it dies on the WWE ropes and Walmart shopping carts. It is spread by hair salons, dog groomers, and dentists, but not by bank tellers, cashiers, or fast food workers. It's so smart, it won't bother the first 10 people, but it knows when that 11th person arrives. So be careful that that's not you and even knows what you want and what you need. If you want a massage or your nails done, it's very actively on the prowl, and not even a mask can stop it. But if you need a plumber, it is weak, and a mask will help keep it away. It also seems to be most dangerous after 5.30 p.m., so businesses must start to close before the virus comes out and wreaks havoc upon the populations. Whoever heard of such a smart, sneaky virus? Amen. It's a humorous thing, but it is when you think about it and all the different things that they go along with this and how the world is just crazy. It's gone mad. Amen. It's increasingly preaching a philosophy or a world religion, if you will. And their message is simply tolerance. You got to accept everything. Everybody's okay. You're okay. I'm okay. It sounds good, except it just doesn't apply to the church. They have tolerance and everything, but what the church desires. Amen. The bottom line is the world lies in sin and deception. Sin has abounded. But thanks be to God, where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Aren't you thankful for the grace of God? Hallelujah. The church shouldn't be surprised at what's going on. And as a matter of fact, if this is the ending days, it's not going to get any better. It's going to continue to get worse and worse and worse and worse because of sin. Amen. But thank God for the church. Jesus already had warned his disciples about this. In Matthew 24, it says, As they sound upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and in the end of the world? Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Four times in this chapter, in which prophecy teachers use a lot and Talking about the end times. Four times in this chapter, Jesus cautions people not to be deceived. Or, if you will, to be led astray or to be spiritually blind. Ephesians chapter 4 tells us that this I say therefore and testify in the Lord 
that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Amen. We live in a world that is blind, spiritually blind. And although I would never, I have very bad eyesight, and uh, sometimes even tonight it seems like I'm struggling up here with being blurry on my, I keep raising the vaunt, you know, I guess because of age I'm getting to too. But to actually be blind, it's hard to imagine. But to be spiritually blinded is much more devastating. We are living in a world and we are fighting against sin. We are fighting an enemy that is not seen. This is the hand of Satan. It's the hand of evil. Amen. Ephesians tells us, finally, my brethren, to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the cunning devices of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickednesses in high places. Let us never forget, hallelujah, what our battle is and who our enemy is. Amen. The enemy wants us to feel hopeless, helpless, and worthless. Amen. But we need to be like Elijah's servant. When he looked upon the natural, he looked out there and it says it doesn't look too good for us. It looks like the enemy is going to overtake us. But Elijah, what was his prayer? Lord, open his eyes so that he can see what else is out there. And when he did, he saw a host of God's angels out there and he realized that there was more with them than against them hallelujah let me remind the church no matter how devastating or how dark the hour gets there is more with us than there is with the enemy amen God is on our side God desires for us to reflect on the situations reflect on what's happening but at the same time, like David, as he went out to battle, he didn't focus his attention on the natural, the giant that stood in his way. What bothered him was somebody was coming against the God of Israel. And he was thinking in his mind, oh, that's kind of a good thing because I know that God, hallelujah, can do all things. Amen. David understood that there was a cause. And for the church, there is a cause. Amen. It's not just simply for us to uh, sit in the church and uh, just to, for us to set our um, anchor down and uh, to make sure we got the holding the fort down, amen. But it's the church's responsibility to take the message of hope, help, and worthiness out to a lost and dying world, amen. David said this, is there not a cause? Although blind Bartimaeus was, could not see that day with his natural eyes, he probably understood Jesus better than anybody else that was in the multitude. Amen? Because Bartimaeus saw hope. When he cried out, he said, Jesus, thou son of David. That was the hope of Israel 
I don't know how common it was, but for him, we think about it, it was kind of a, a uh, statement that's really not something that you think he might make, Jesus, thou son of David. But they understood, and they thought that there was coming a redeemer, amen, that was going to come from the lineage of David. In other words, Jesus king amen when he cried out jesus thou son of david he was saying jesus is king you are this hope that we've been waiting for you even though all, most of them all misunderstood him and he tried to tell them time again time and again that my kingdom is not of this world amen and that's what we had to realize of this church as we move forward this world is not our home. Hallelujah. This is not the kingdom that God is setting up. He's got a spiritual kingdom. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Amen. We serve a God. Hallelujah. And his name is Jesus. And I don't know how everybody else is going to determine this uh, coexist thing, amen, and how everybody else is going to do this tolerance thing, but we still, as the church, we have to stand up and proclaim that Jesus, hallelujah, is King of kings and the Lord of lords. Bartimaeus identified who Jesus was. He was the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Before Jesus came, he was king of kings and the Lord of lords. He's the first and he's the last. He's the beginning. He's the ending. Amen. He's the alpha. He's the omega. He was before all things. All things were made by him. Hallelujah. He's got everything under control. The things under this world have not caught God by surprise. Amen. Bartimaeus identified him as Jesus. And we just simply need to realize today, folks, that our hope is in Jesus. He is the king. He's never going to fail. Hallelujah. His kingdom's never going to end. Isaiah tells us in um, chapter 9, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David. Bartimaeus knew what he was talking about. And he realized that this government that was going to come, there would be no end. And when we enter into the kingdom of God, hallelujah, I want you to know that we become a part of that eternal kingdom of God. Amen. We need to keep our eyes focused upon the Lord. To order it, he's going to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever, and the zeal of the Lord will perform this. Amen. The hour is not getting dark for the church. The hour is getting brighter and brighter and brighter. And you ought to be able to believe in the Word of God more today than you did yesterday because we're seeing all these things coming to pass. 
and we realize, hallelujah, that the Word of God is true, amen, and our faith can arise and understand that no matter what happens, we're serving Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. While others were debating who Jesus was, Bartimaeus confirmed it. Jesus, thou son of David, the lineage of the kingdom. Amen. Others were saying, you know, this is the Christ. But some said, you know, shall Christ come out of Galilee? And others said, the scripture says, Christ cometh from the seed of David. And they didn't understand any of the, what was going on. And they said, they'll come out of the out of Bethlehem where David lived and they didn't realize that Jesus did come out of Bethlehem. Amen. And the Bible says in John chapter 7, so there was division among the people because of him. And I want you to know that the debate will always be on of who Jesus really is. But thank God that the church understands that he's not just his some historical figure of days gone by. He was not just some great philosopher of days gone by. He was not just some great man that walked upon the earth one day, but he was God manifested in the flesh. I know I'm preaching to the choir today, but I want us to remind ourselves that Jesus Christ is King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we need to identify who he is. And when we identify who he is, nothing can stop the church. The church doesn't get scared. It doesn't get weak. It doesn't get confused. Amen. The church doesn't get blinded when we identify who Jesus is. Hallelujah. If he is not Lord of all, then he is not Lord at all. Amen. Praise God. He said, if ye believe... Not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Hebrews chapter 11 tells us, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. I like that statement. I just thought about that this afternoon. We just have to believe that he is. He is what? He is everything. He's your healer. He is the deliverer. He is the way maker. He is the provider. He's the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. There's none beside him. He is. And we need to believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. Hallelujah. I want you to know that God has a reward for you as we diligently seek after him and to realize, hallelujah, that he is. Oh, hallelujah. He is. I just thought, he is what? He is. That's it. He's just, he is it. Hallelujah. He's all you need. Jesus is our everything. Hallelujah. He is God. He is the Almighty. He's the Father. He's the Son. He's the Holy Spirit. Amen. He's all three in one. And his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. But you have to identify him tonight in your life in order to remove the blindness from your eyes and the hopelessness that might be in your life and the way that you might feel helpless or worthless tonight when you identify who he is, you're on the right track. Jesus asked his disciples, who do you say that I am? 
It's not East Wind Pentecostal Church, amen. It's not the United Pentecost International Handbook, amen, who Jesus is. But the Lord wants to know, who do you say I am, amen? Who is Jesus Christ? And Peter answered, thou art the Christ, hallelujah, the Son of the living God, amen. And we know that he said, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee. The world is just flesh and blood, but we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers and spiritual wickednesses in high places that will try to blind our minds, amen, to the fact of who Jesus is, amen. We need to identify him, and once again, we go back to that verse, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. I want you to know that the world will try to exalt itself above Jesus Christ. It'll try to exalt itself above the knowledge of who God is. Amen. But the church knows that Jesus Christ is the manifestation of Almighty God to the world. But the world is hopeless. Psalms 31 says, Be of good courage. He shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. He is our hope. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Colossians tells us even this mystery which has been hid from the ages from generations but now is made manifest to his saints to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles which is Christ in you the hope of glory. Hallelujah. When you identify Jesus Christ, hallelujah, you're identifying with the hope. He told his disciples, I'm with you now, but I'm going to be in you, hallelujah. And when you get baptized with the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, it through, comes through tribulations and trials, and it says we rejoice in tribulations. For tribulations work ex uh, patience, patient works experience, and experience hope. And hope never makes a shame, for the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful for the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you've never received the Holy Ghost, you just need to identify who Jesus is. Hallelujah. To repent, hallelujah, and to be baptized in His name, and you'll receive this great gift of His Spirit. And that's the hope of glory. Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus saw this even though he was blinded to the natural. Actually, it was probably to his benefit and to ours also at times to be blinded to the natural things. And Bartimaeus also realized that Jesus was his helper. He realized that Jesus was his hope and he realized that Jesus is my helper when he cried out and he said have mercy on me 
Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and 6. For he has said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. He cried out for the mercies of God. And folks, we need to realize that God is a God of mercy. He's got mercy, hallelujah, that he distributes to this world. That was the whole purpose for him coming into this world, was to die for us. Hebrews chapter 4 tells us, For we have not a high priest, speaking of Jesus, which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are. He was tempted the same way as we are, but he was without sin. Verse 16, let us therefore come boldly. I realize this is a common scripture, but it is so powerful. Amen. We need to come boldly. We can come with confidence into the throne room of grace to obtain mercy. That's not written to the world. That's written to the church. Hallelujah. That we can come boldly into his presence and obtain mercy and to find help in a time of need. Hallelujah. I want you to know it's not a sin to be in need. Amen. It's not even a sin to have failures and faults in your life. Amen. The only thing that becomes a sin is when we don't bring them uh, to the cross. Hallelujah. When we bring them to Jesus, his mercy is extended to us. We can come boldly, hallelujah, into his presence. It's not a license for us to sin. But folks, we live too much in the state of condemnation. And I want you to know that nobody has lived a perfect life. And if you say within yourself, I've had so many mistakes, I've had so many faults, I've had so many failures, I just say join the crowd. Join the rest of the church. Because we've all had our problems, we've all had mistakes, and the only reason that we're here, the only reason that I've been here for in the house of the Lord for over 40 years since I received the Holy Ghost is because that I understood that I can come boldly into the throne room of grace and obtain mercies. His mercies are new every morning. His grace is sufficient. Hallelujah. And we can find help in the time of need. That's talking about your weaknesses. When you're having a weakness, when you're having a struggle with sin, amen, I want you to know that He's your helper. He's not your condemner, amen. He's not wanting to send anybody to hell, but He's saying, I want you to come into my presence. Don't run from God like Adam and Eve did out of the coolness of the day, out of the coolness of God's presence. But he wants us to come to him, amen, with our time of need. For he is a merciful God. Hallelujah. It's the mercy seat that we may become boldly under the throne of grace. That mercy seat. In the Old Testament where they would come and take the blood of the Lamb. And we all know that Jesus has become the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. And at the, at the veil in the temple was torn in two and Jesus said it is finished. Because now we can all come into his presence. 
we can now all see into the presence of God. You can come boldly. Don't hide in the shadows of your faults and your failures and helplessness. Jesus Christ is our help. He is our merciful God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My little children, these things write unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. I want you to know that the Bible tells us that our righteousness is as filthy rags. That no matter how hard we try and how good we live for the Lord, we are never going to make it to heaven by our righteousness. We only make it into the throne of grace by His righteousness. We were only going to be saved, hallelujah, by the grace of God. Amen. Not by anything that we've done. And like I said, I don't want it to be misunderstood that you can live however you want to. But I want you to know that as we live in this life and we fight against the enemy that's going to throw stumbling blocks in our way. Hallelujah. Jesus knows all about it. He's not surprised by your mistakes. He's not taken back by your faults or by your failures. Amen. And he wants you to know that we can come into his presence. He said, if any man sin, we have this advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is the propitiation of our sins. He has taken care of our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And we need to identify not who he is, but we need to identify with him. And as he died for our sins, we had to die out to ourselves. He said, I want you not to come into my presence and be a living sacrifice unto me. And the Bible tells us that we are buried with him in baptism. And that's why we stress baptism so much in this church. It's identifying yourself with Jesus Christ. And that's why when we baptize you, we baptize you like they did in the Word of God. In the name of Jesus. Because that is the name. Amen. For we that come to Him must believe that He is. Hallelujah. He is. Hallelujah. God Almighty. And we need to realize that when we are buried with Him in baptism. Hallelujah. We are identifying with the name. Not just to identify Him and to realize who He is but also to identify with him. He says, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, which hath raised him from the dead. Romans 6 tells us, therefore we are buried with him and baptized unto death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so also should we walk in this newness of life. Hallelujah. The mercies of God are extended to us. The question is, have you identified with Jesus? Are your sins washed away? Has the blood been applied? Amen. Has God become God of your life? And blindness to the things of the spiritual things are to your past. Amen. For now we come unto an understanding. And John tells us in 1 John, if we say that we fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. 
But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. There's a powerful message right now. We need one another. Amen. That's not the message tonight, but that stuck out to me. We have fellowship one with another. We're part of the church. Amen. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all. Everybody say all. all. Sin. And if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When people are without help, they are, when they're helpless, they are without strength. But Romans tells us that when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man, one would die. Yet preadventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. I want you to know that we have help in Jesus. And I know that seems like elementary, but we have so many people that live under condemnation. I want to remind somebody that Jesus loves you. And that if you confess your sins, that he forgives you. And that you, God loves you more today than he has ever loved you. Amen. We are his children. He's never just going to throw us out. Amen. Into the darkness. God loves his children. Amen. More than we love our own children. Amen. We don't throw our own children out when they do something wrong, do we? But if they come to us in repentance, and even if they come to us on their own, and they said, you know, I did something wrong. Bishop, that makes us love them all that much more. And that's how God is when we confess our sins. He loves you all that much more. He said, I'm with you. I'm your helper. I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. Hallelujah. God is our strength. He's our helper. He's our hope. And he's our help. Amen. And he is our worth. Amen. Jesus Christ gives us worth. Bartimaeus saw it when he was called to Jesus. When he got up, he cast away his garment and rose and came to Jesus. Isaiah 61 says, speaking of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath made me to build up the, un the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Aren't you thankful for the garment of praise, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. God has done all of this. And if you're wondering how 
when you come into the house of the Lord and you see everybody up here worshiping God and you are back there sometimes and you wonder, oh, I wish I could go up there, but I've got all this burden upon me and I've got all this sin upon me. I want you to know we have been given the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. It's not that we're perfect Hallelujah, but we understand that we're serving a God uh, that's our hope and a God that is our helper and a God that gives us worth and purpose in this life. Hallelujah, and it brings out the spirit of praise within us. Hallelujah, for His glory. He lost His identity. Blind Bartimaeus lost it when he took off his beggar's garment. And it reminds me of that old song I sing a lot when I'm up here, but I took off the old robe and I gave him and I put on the new. He said, the best thing I ever did was I took off the old robe, the beggar's garment, and I put on the new. The old robe was dirty, tattered, and torn, but the new robe, it's spotless. It's never been worn. The mercies of God are new every day. You can start again today with the Lord. Clean slate. Doesn't matter what happened yesterday. Doesn't matter what happened in the past. God is a God of mercy. Hallelujah. And He wants us to know that He has a new robe for us. The beggar's garment was a garment worn by those unable to work and to provide for themselves. During the day, they would take off the garment lay it on the ground for others to throw money in it so that they would have a means of living. The beggar's garment was much more than just a piece of cloth used to collect money. It was his identity. Everyone knew he was a beggar by the garment. It labeled him blind Bartimaeus. But Bartimaeus that day, when he recognized and identified who God was, and then he identified with God's mercy. He realized that he had worth in his life. That he didn't have to live by the identity that the world put upon him. But that he had worth in his life. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things are become new hallelujah we are a chosen generation and a royal priesthood a holy nation a peculiar people that we should what show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into this marvelous light hallelujah i so thankful for what God did with me in my life and how he brought me out of a dark and lost world. Hallelujah. I'm never turning back. Amen. I don't care how many times I fall down. I don't care what kind of label the world wants to put upon me. I'm going to get back up and live for God and I'm going to worship him because he has called me out of this darkness into this marvelous light and which in times past you are not a people, but you are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Hallelujah. I want you to know that each and every one of you sitting here tonight has worth, has a place in the kingdom of God. He wants us to be the light of the world. 
He calls us ambassadors for Christ, representatives from another country. Hallelujah. We need to realize that we are representing another country, a heavenly country. This world, hallelujah, doesn't matter how bad it gets, this world that's engulfed in hopelessness and helplessness and worthlessness, I want you to know it's our job as ambassadors to lift up the name of Jesus and to say there is hope and there is help. Hallelujah. And you do have worth. Amen. God desires to do something in us and through us. But we need to lose this beggar's mentality. Amen. That says I don't belong or I can't make it or there's no healing for me or Jesus just doesn't love me. Amen. I want you to know that Jesus Christ is our hope. Jesus Christ is our help and he is the reason for our worth. Amen. Let's all stand tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Pastor preached it so powerfully Sunday about Bartimaeus and how he cried aloud. Amen. He cried out the more. A great deal. And Jesus wants us to know that the eyes of our understanding, spiritual understanding, can be enlightened under the hope of his calling and what the riches of his glory is and the inheritance in the saints. God has a perfect plan. Amen. We're just not out there in limbo land somewhere. Limbo land somewhere. We are God's chosen people. Amen. We are the church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. Amen. And I want to invite you to the front tonight. And you may be feeling a little hopeless or helpless or you may be even feeling a little worthless. But I want you to come and bring it to the altar today. And identify with him. Amen. That he is able to do all things. He's desiring to reach into each and every life here tonight. Oh God we need you Lord. Help us to realize who we are. We're the church triumphant. Hallelujah. We are the church. Hallelujah. God, we need you, Lord. We are nothing without you, Jesus. And I pray for each and every individual here tonight. God, that they'll understand who you are and who they are. Hallelujah. And that you would use us in this ending days, oh God, to be the light to this lost and dying world. God, we are become the sons and the daughters of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We have a purpose. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Let us not get our eyes upon this world. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Help us, oh Lord, we pray. Jesus, we need your touch, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we need you tonight. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. God, let your anointing, O oh Lord, rest upon each and every one of us. Hallelujah, Lord.
to do your will, O oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We worship you, O oh Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Can you just lift your hands and thank him for bringing you out of darkness and into this marvelous light. Hallelujah, we thank you, Jesus, for the light of the glorious gospel. We thank you, Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah, for your mercies and for your grace, oh God. We love you, Lord, we praise you. Help us to show forth your praises, oh God, into this lost and dying world. We love you, Lord, we believe in you. We trust in you, God, we know, hallelujah, that you're on the throne. Let the power of your presence, oh God, engulf us. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, mighty God, mighty God. Jesus, 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 Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Glory and honor and praises. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. Praise God. Amen, amen. We are the church triumphant. Amen. God bless you tonight. You're dismissed in the fear of the Lord.